All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Gridiron Zero's podcast. It's episode 81, and it is the week one preview, capping off our record predictions. Uh, we do the AFC and NFC North today, and then roll that right into our playoffs for the year. Uh, you'll be shocked to hear who ends up winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and then we get into Follow the Money. It's the return of Follow the Money. Uh, we hand out some picks for the week. Uh then finally, we get into the Lions game. Huge game on Thursday, uh, going into Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Uh, and then finally, close the show out. You will find the lock of the week, the return of the official return of lock of the week in there as well. Uh, so let's not waste any more time. Let's get right into it. <laughs> All right, before we get into our very jam-packed episode here, uh, since we've been off for about a week and a half due to various reasons, schedules, uh, we just wanted to touch base briefly on a couple of the bigger headlines that are coming out of camp, preseason, etc. cetera. Uh, one massive trade, although I guess for a third-string quarterback, it's really not yeah, that big of a deal at this point. Funny. <laughs> massively funny. And I know you you definitely got a kick out of it, but yeah. – uh, Trey Lance is now a Dallas Cowboy, uh, swapped with the 49ers for a fourth-round pick. Uh, Sounds like that was the highest pick offered, which is why he was dealt for that. Um, I'm going to keep it super quick just because we want to just get another stuff, but uh, I thought Dallas initially was a very strange landing spot Mm -hmm. for him because they have Dak under contract for another year. And there's no shot that he'll play unless they have, you know, pre-designed packages or injuries. Uh, but then thinking about it a little bit more, uh, I think there's kind of a consensus out there right now that maybe this is a flex for the Cowboys to be like on deck next year when he has to come back to the table and yeah. renegotiate. It's like, hey, we have somebody here. That was Jerry lighting up on the uh, fire under his ass. 100%. And Jerry's already come out and denied it. But yeah. I mean, come on. Course he denied it. So that's like the only thing in my head where I can make sense of this trade. I don't know about you, but uh yeah, no. Um I, that's I feel like it's clear as day that's what it is. Uh I I don't think it will work because usually when you're like you know, you bring somebody in to light a fire or somebody's ass, that player is actually good. Um and Trey Lance isn't. So uh I think it will like nothing will come of it, right? Yeah, are, are we looking at this trade? Uh, a little bit removed now from I'm talking more so the the trade the, the Niners made to move up to get him oh. is this is this the worst trade in modern draft history well uh, yeah, I how many they gave up three or two they him. gave up two and they swapped another swapped first so right. there's three first round picks bunched into this trade just why I think people often say they gave up three they didn't they gave up two how many did the Bears give up for Trubisky the two and a swap to move up one spot, it was something ridiculous because yeah, with the Niners, it funny enough, been, but yeah, it might have been one, one additional pick and a swap, which they moved down one spot. That one, I mean, in the hindsight of things, was pretty bad, but at least the Bears got a couple years out of Trubisky, and also the Bears infamously with that pick passed on Mahomes, so maybe that yeah. one's still a little bit worse. But this one is an epic, epic fail for sure. We'll see how yeah. it, how it pans out for his career here, but. 
Trey Lance is a Niner, done. They're starting Brock Purdy week one, and uh, Darnold's the backup. So let's put that storyline to bed. All good. Uh, I just wanted to uh, really quick just also mention something that's grinding my gears with uh, football Twitter right now. Uh, I saw a tweet earlier today about uh, Tank Dell, uh, the rookie uh, from Houston. Um, and it was like, yeah, CJ or Tank Dell has a list of all the wide receivers that were taken before him in this past year's draft. It uses it as a list uh, for motivation. Copycat move. Stop reporting on that. At this point, every fucking player in the NFL, in the NBA, in whatever, does that. Well, it's St. Brown's big, uh, yeah, like, you know, big St. story. It, I, it originally started with, I think, Draymond Green because he, like, memorized it. But, like, just stop. Like, well, I don't, a little cliche at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's not it's not a thing anymore. Like, it's just overused. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, just stop doing it. I also, the tweet also said that C.J. Stroud, after he was picked, called the Texans and said, draft this guy. I'm sorry. One. <laughs> I got the perfect draft for this one. <laughs> Shut up! Like, one. No, he didn't. <laughs> Maybe he did after the, I don't know. But, like, does C.J. Stroud even know who Tank Dell was before the draft? I mean, he was in Ohio State, and Tank Dell was in Houston. They didn't play each other. They didn't know each other. But C.J. Stroud was like, you got to draft this guy. Like Already already uh, throwing his weight around. Just It's such bullshit. Yeah, and, like, the first day, the rookie quarterback's already fucking calling up the GM being like, hey, draft this guy. Well, hey, this, uh, that's a good segue into my last thing I wanted to cover for uh, for our headlines here. Uh, I know we want to talk about some other players, but uh, all three rookie quarterbacks are starting week one. That's been officially confirmed these last couple of weeks. Like the big three. The big, yeah. So, Norton, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stroud, Richardson, Richardson and uh, Bryce Young. So, they're all starting. So. Interesting. Can't wait to see that. Lastly, though, last thing, uh, mm-hmm. still some holdouts contract holdouts uh the jonathan taylor one's kind of interesting because he is on the colts roster but he's done for the first four games he's He's on the pup list yeah Yeah, so he's not playing the first four games uh i I wonder if that's a move to uh keep exploring trade options throughout the year because i think he will get dealt uh, before the deadline i think there's going to be a team that's like gonna be willing to make the move it sounds like miami was was interested chicago was interested uh, it's just the compensation was too high, so nothing happened yet. But I bet you by the trade deadline something happens. But regardless, until week four, he will not be playing. And once week four has passed, he will be a member of the Colts. So yeah. see how that goes. Uh, Still no Bosa or Jones either. Uh, Bosa is the one that I'm, I'm really finding interesting at this point. Yeah, you'd figure they would have a deal right. figured out for him pretty quick. I mean, it's like just make him the highest paid player and move on. I mean, yeah. there's no other there's no other option for him. Yeah. You're not going to let that guy walk. No. Hell no. Um, all right, any other headlines? We got to talk No Chris about? Jones versus the Lions, hopefully. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Hopefully. That's it though. Uh all right, let's jump in to the AFC North. Um let me pull up the standings from last year. Uh, what can you give us for filler while I do this, Al? Uh, for filler, I will say that this division uh, didn't shake out the way I thought it would. Um, 
when I was initially thinking about the power rankings with these four teams, I Mm -hmm. looked at all their schedules and uh, there might be a couple surprises on here. Uh, The division winner, especially. So take that as you will. Uh, Last year's records were seven and 10 from Cleveland. Pittsburgh went nine and eight. Baltimore went 10 and seven and Cincinnati went 12 and four. Uh, Yeah. 12 and four, not 12 and five because they never finished that Bills game. But um, how do you have this shaken up? Let's start at the uh, obvious position of who comes in dead last in this division, and uh, tell me why. I think this is a surprise, too, especially considering my take coming into last year. Oh, I got the Ravens in last, wow. and the win total is even more surprising. Uh, six wins. Six six wins? You think Baltimore's going to have six wins? Dude, it's just it's it's not that their roster isn't talented. Uh, it's just I looked at their schedule and schedule I just don't think they got, they got a tough schedule. They probably have the toughest schedule in this division. Maybe the Bengals have a little bit tougher, but yeah, this thing is uh not easy. I gotta tell you how front loaded. I mean, half the season there's definitely some very winnable games. And that's that's where most of them came from on here. It's the back half that that. To me, I was like, I just don't see them winning many of these. I don't post, know. Like post-Cardinals, uh, yeah, the, home against Seattle, which, I mean, Seattle's a tough team. Cleveland's always, you know, any divisional matchup with this division is always going to be a tough game. Yeah, the, this really division, this division, I kind of found myself splitting a lot of these games. Oh, that is a very brutal end of the schedule. And I, I feel like it's a thing where towards the end of the schedule, when you just start tailing out and it just starts like, you know, falling off i think you're just gonna it's lamar playing at that point right, right. i think you're just gonna keep going so uh they just have a lot of competition and tough schedule i think they're a good team this could be a terrible take i don't know but uh on on paper all these records are pretty close here uh i don't oh, yeah. think six wins is like a miserable season but they definitely are a team that's expected to make the playoffs it's just a loaded conference and someone's got to lose and i just don't I don't believe in them offensively quite quite as much as the other teams. So yeah. De- defensively, yeah, absolutely. But back to back primetime games at Jacksonville at 49ers in December. Uh so that's Which those are both L's on yeah. my on my that's tough. list here. Uh I have Cleveland. Uh I have them at nine and eight. Uh it shows you where I kind of was at with uh this division. Um uh, hearing myself say Cleveland at nine and eight, it doesn't feel right. Uh, mainly because I don't think this team is actually going to be that good this year. I think they have enough talent to win nine games. I'm starting to lose, uh, and this happened, you know, very often last year. But I'm starting to lose a lot of faith in Stefanski. Yeah, this is a big year for for this, him. This, gotta, this is a hot seat year. Correct. Right? The the pro- well, it's. And I, I hate to always boil it down to this, but a lot of it does depend on Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Can can he get back to the the guy that they thought they were trading they were trading the farm for? And at one point in time, he was viewed as a top three quarterback in this league. Young star coming up with the Texans. Last year, we didn't see a whole lot. I think he got a little better throughout the year, but definitely a tumultuous last two years for him. And I think he's kind of in a spot where he could survive another another couple of years, another coach. Stefanski cannot survive a bad year. No. If if they miss the playoffs, if they go 
under nine wins, I think he's out. I think it's just, and it's it's no surprise. Cleveland's always been a circus with the stuff. Stefanski has been the most stable coach they've had in a long time, but it's time to produce a little bit. And it's an insanely tough, tall order right now to do that. But uh, that that them's them's the rules. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, and you know, I think the one thing that I'll be watching this year is. Um what does Nick Chubb's production look like? Mainly because I felt uh, while Watson was out last year, um, like for some reason, Chubb's production was not what I thought it should have been uh, in terms of like, he was not getting the ball enough, especially considering the fact that he was averaging, I think the most yards per carry. Um, and now you almost wonder, does Stefanski feel pressure to make sure that Watson is getting ample opportunity to go out there and, and be Deshaun Watson because of how much they had to give up to go get him and how much they had to um, pay him. So I, I like Nick Chubb is really interesting to me this year, too. I guess they're just not used to scoring touchdowns. <laughs> one, one note on that, too. Uh, no more Kareem Hunt. That's right. Gone. No more Kareem Hunt. But, you know, like with an offensive line like that, you have to imagine that because they had, I think, no Hunt, no Chubb for like a week or two a couple of years back. And remember, um, I think it was Dearness Johnson. Yeah, he had some nice plays. And he had, you know, he was balling out. So, um, all right, who do you have at number three? Well, I, I that's a pretty natural segue because I do have the Browns at three. Uh, I feel like we've talked about them already. But, uh, yeah, I have them at seven and ten i have them at one more win than the ravens uh for a lot of the same reasons and everything we've already discussed but i definitely think they're in the weaker category of this division i don't know i think this division's so weird i could see it shaking out a bunch of different ways but a lot of them don't include the browns doing very much going very far i don't think a lot of people have faith in them this year so i agree i agree wholeheartedly uh, I have um, Pittsburgh at nine and eight. Uh, this team, truth be told, I don't think this team improved um, from last year in terms of a roster. I think maybe the players on the roster have gotten better. The obviously, once again, the biggest question is going to be Kenny Pickett in his second year. Does he take a leap or does he regress? And we see the same stuff that we saw last year. Uh, this team went nine and eight though last year and i think pickett started a a pretty big majority of those games a lot a lot like detroit they figured things out in the second half of the year and they were a much different team i don't think they had quite the miraculous run the lions had but they had a pretty darn good second half of the year and and looked a lot better they um they ended the year on a four-game win streak and uh, ended the year with a negative uh, thirty-eight point differential. So for to go pot positive in the win-loss column with a negative thirty-eight win uh, point differential is uh, very impressive. That the fact that they did that it means that they won close, and when they lost, they lost big. So, um, but yeah, I think this team got a younger year older. I I wouldn't say. Uh, I, I don't see a regression, obviously, because they went nine and eight last year. I have them going nine and eight this year, and I think that boils down to Mike Tomlin at this point. Like, I don't think that guy is capable of uh, going under five hundred. Um, so yeah, no, I have Pittsburgh at nine and eight. I don't think it's anything too crazy, but I'm curious to hear where uh, you have them. Uh, 
I gotta save my thoughts on them for a little bit because uh, I have wow. them higher. Oh my gosh! So wow. All right, who do you have at two? Uh, biggest surprise on here, possibly. I have the Cincinnati Bengals at two. Fuck off! It's ridiculous. Nine and eight. Um. Oh so, like the like the other teams on here, schedule is brutal. They have the toughest schedule in this division, probably because they have all the first place teams they have to play against. They got a lot of spicy matchups. Uh, but honestly, and I, I should really shouldn't doubt the Bengals at this point because they always just kind of turn up and and figure it out at the end of the year. But I think this Joe Burrow injury is going to be a sneaky storyline throughout the year. I think Maybe. it's I think it's going to be something where they really want him to be good to go. He's playing week one, it sounds like. Uh, and I was just looking it up. Here's what they have on, on the Burrow injury as of uh, September 1st, which was a couple of days ago. Uh, but the OC noted that uh, he thinks Burrow is in a good place, adding that a team has a good plan in place uh, to get the QB ready for week one. So I agree. I, I possibly they're they're not letting uh, the proper the proper healing rest time, right? Yeah. So that that is an interesting aspect to it. And he's I don't want to say injury prone, but he's dealt with, he's dealt with injuries and especially in the legs. And if you if you're putting them out there early and something happens, this team is fucked a hundred percent. Like he he is worth half their wins by himself. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and. So yeah, that the schedule, no Samaj P Ryan kind of changes the run game a little bit. I don't know. I feel like they kind of lost a piece. They lost Jesse Bates. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm not feeling them right now. But I'll probably be proven wrong because that's kind of <laughs> what they do. That is kind of what they do. But this this division right now, the records that I have, this is definitely the lower end of of win totals uh, in pretty much compared to any other conference or any other division rather. Uh, but like, I feel like this happens all the time. I feel like we looked at the AFC West last year and we were like, Oh yeah, all these teams are going to be playoff teams. It's going to be crazy. But like, no, like it never really goes that way. There's always a little bit of like a team struggles, struggles with teams. And I, I just feel like the Bengals coming into this year already have some red flags. They've had a interesting off season with some losses so uh, I have them regressing a little bit, and Joe Burrow probably not playing the whole year. I have Baltimore at ten and seven um, in second place. Uh, I think we start to see a little bit of a return to form for Lamar Jackson. I think he re-enters the conversation as one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Uh, I think with that contract that was just looming over his head the last couple of years, that uh, it just took away from him playing. Uh, with the team. So I think that offense gets back to, you know, being one of the best run offenses in the league. Um, and I think that defense is still very stout. I think that defense is going to be tough to score on. Plus their offense is going to be unstoppable now that they have Odell Beckham Jr., a 30 yeah. year old wide receiver who hasn't finished a season in five years. They got Zay too. Tore his ACL about six times. Mark Andrews is still there. Uh, so yeah, I think, I think the Ravens are going to be good this year. Not great, but good. Uh, and uh, let me go because <laughs> we got to give you your ample amount of time to talk through this take. Uh, I have the Bengals at 12 and 5, very similar to last year. Maybe a, a, 
this team has done the same thing for the last two years. It's a bit of a rocky start, and they catch fire. They were sitting at, I think, four and four last year um, through eight games and then ended the season on an eight-game win streak to go 12 and four. Uh, so this team is going to be rocky throughout the start. They have a couple of winnable games. They have a couple of questionable ones. You know, they're at Cleveland to start the season out. I wouldn't be shocked if they dropped that, especially if Burrow doesn't play. And then, you know, they're at home against the Ravens. But then they're at home against the Rams. They're on the road against the Titans. They're on the road against the Cardinals. So I can easily see this team starting out 3-2, three 3-3. and, two, three and three. They got the Niners, the Bills. This team could very well be sitting at like 3-5. and five after the first week in November, and then you'll blink and they'll go 12 and five, which is also why with the, like with the burrow thing, like I feel like it's all right to not have them for the first two, three weeks. I agree. Really take your time getting them back. Cause you want them a hundred percent. Yeah. But you know, Joe Burrow, I mean like if, if he, he's going to go, he can go like that. That guy's got the, that guy literally has the dog. In him. It's just, we've seen this ruin seasons before we've seen him yeah. ruin careers with Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. It's, it's destroyed his career trying to play one year. He shouldn't have played. Yep. Uh, totally well, that's, that's a, I mean, I can't argue with that take cause Bengals definitely are the favorite and they'll yep. probably prove me wrong. Uh, I've just got some, but you're expecting a big jump here. Pittsburgh Steelers 10 and seven. Okay. Uh, close ish race in this division, yep. but I have them squeaking it out. Uh, you kind of talked about it with, you know, when you covered them, a lot of it's riding on Kenny Pickett and can he make the leap? Let me just read you this little snippet from from PFF, uh, an article on uh, Pickett's preseason. It was only preseason, and he featured in less of it than most players, but Kenny Pickett was almost flawless. His 94.7 PFF grade was the best of any quarterback thanks to his completing of 13 to 15 attempts for 199 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I don't know if you watched a lot of their preseason. Mm -hmm. That offense looked really good. Like, much improved uh Pickett especially George Pickens looked really good run game you know fine but anytime that he was on the field and the ones were on the field offensively I was like a little floored with how good they looked they just marched down the field on almost every every drive hmm. uh so I'm a believer in in the year one to two growth from what I've seen so far we talked about it a lot. Mike Tomlin alone is worth a couple wins just from his coaching. Oh, yeah. This defense is excellent. And this division, or yes, this division, I like I said, I, I feel like a lot of these games are going to be split. It's, it's going to be feisty. It's going to be tough. I kind of just see this team like being the surprise team that no one was thinking about mm -hmm. and just edging out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh it's close. It's not like they're going to run away with it like some of the other teams that we talked about, like in other divisions. But right. I just see this as like a scrappy surprise team, kind of like the Giants last year. I don't know. I just I really see it. I believe in them in the preseason for I know it's preseason, but definitely boosted my confidence in them. So I have them winning a very close competitive AFC North this year. Well, I wouldn't be shocked. Um yeah, I just I, I don't know how many big playmakers they have. This this is the year where they, they come out and they define how many playmakers they have, right? Pickens, uh, Pickens Deontay Johnson. Yeah, you need a bounce back here from him. Pat Fryermuth, the tight end, who's sneaky, pretty good. Najee Harris, you know, 
we kind of know what it is at this point. Like they should really pivot to more of a rotation kind of thing with it. I think they did draft somebody too. Uh, I just believe in it, man. I don't know. This defense is always good. They got TJ Watt. That's true. The Cam Hayward is always like very solid. Um, Minka, like they got players. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, NFC North time, and it's the uh, one everybody's been waiting for for months. I think we'll be very different on this one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know how this will shake out. We've had a couple conversations off pod about the division and how it looks. I will say in my head before looking at the schedules and everything one last time, I definitely had a lot different of a breakdown. But by the time I finished looking at everyone's schedules, it shook out a little different than I initially thought. So It's interesting. Mine shook out, I would say, the exact way I thought it would shake out. So uh, I have Green Bay coming in last place at 5-12. and Uh, I don't know what this team has to offer anymore other than Aaron Jones and... Jair Alexander, I would say those are the two best players on the team, right? Rashawn Gary, Kenny Clark. Rashawn Gary is good. Kenny Clark is good. De- defensively, Walker, they're they're that's better, better than offensively. Right? Yeah. How how can they? It's going to be interesting to see how they win games with, in my opinion, uh, not a good quarterback uh, with Jordan Love. So I have them at five and twelve coming in dead last. Well, so far we are pretty much aligned. Oh, wow. uh, I also okay. have the Packers in last. I kind of, I in my, see they're one of the teams in my head where I was like, I feel like they're a little bit better than maybe everyone is giving them credit for, but no, <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. I, I'm kind of aligned with you. Uh, I have them with one less win. I have them with four and thirteen. Oh, yeah. And I have them firmly in the Caleb Williams uh, sweepstakes yeah. for next year. Uh, I just offensively, I don't know what we're getting. They're, they're a really weird team to try and predict. This whole division's a little squirrely, but uh, they, I think a lot of it boils down to, to Jordan Love, but also you look at them last year. You lose Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to be better. Yeah, you didn't make any enormous splash additions. It's the same roster with a much worse quarterback. And if you think that it was tough, tough sledding with the receivers and Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a lot worse with Jordan Love. And every other team, this division got better. Well, yeah. except for the Vikings, but the other two got better. Uh, the team finished eight and nine with uh, a quarterback that had won back to back MVPs. Team finished under eight hundred, uh, under five hundred. With that quarterback. And I understand he was dealing with some like thumb injuries and whatnot. He was still playing. He was still playing pretty damn good at times. We also need to look at it from recent history. Any year that they did not have Rodgers, whether it was with McCarthy oh, or, yeah. or LaFleur, uh, they, they were, were dog water. They were terrible. They were not good. Offensively, they cannot do anything. So yeah. defense is, is the only thing that might be saving them here, but... Uh, I just think even in a weak NFC, I, I just don't see them making much noise, especially based on their schedule. So yeah. I have them finishing with four wins and firmly in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes for next year. Maybe a whole sweep out. I don't know. It's the kind of year that if things go that badly, you could see a lot of things changing there. Uh, all right. Your third place team? Third place. Uh, I thought they were going to be a little higher, but. I have the Bears, uh, seven and wow. ten. 
actually are pretty much aligned here. I had them at eight and nine. I just think uh, I I looked at looked at the schedule and I was like yeah like like five six wins maybe I, I gave them a little a couple extra just because I feel like they're gonna have a couple surprise wins that like nobody saw coming I think they'll have like a divisional win here and there against like the Vikings that people probably wouldn't see coming yeah 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 maybe one big upset or something like that but they had. A, I mean, they're they're still cooking on their offseason. They're adding and cutting guys all the time. I feel like I see I see a lot of transactions with them, like yeah, pretty do. frequently. Yeah, they've been a lot more active this offseason than I I would have I would have thought for the spot that they're in. But uh, they're looking like they kind of want to compete this year. And I think adding DJ Moore was was huge. Uh, Fields might take a step. We'll see. Tremaine Edmonds was a great add. Like defensively, they look a lot better. Um. I don't know. I, I don't think they're really like going to make a whole lot of like playoff noise, but I definitely think they're going to be an improved product from last year and they're in the division to, to get a couple squirrely wins. So yeah. I kind of have them at seven, seven ish. I don't know. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think it's a, a step forward, but they're still, I mean, they had 137 point differential um, last year. And going three and fourteen, which I think was uh, one of the lowest. Uh, the Colts had one that was lower, uh, so they had to do a lot of improving on the defensive side of the ball, which I think they've started. But it's it's weird because some of their deals are like very short term band aid deals, and some mm-hmm. of them are like commitment deals. Yeah. So I don't really know what this team building strategy is. Like it's it's very odd. I feel like you just see a lot of teams who are in a spot where you're you're that bad the last few years you're kind of just like drafting and then a couple years later getting the big extension you know commitment players but they're kind of doing a little both they're in a weird spot with fields i feel like is what it boils down to is they really need to figure out what they got with him like this year because they're gonna have to pay him this is a big year for that whole storyline yeah so i mean this is also a pretty big year for justin field i mean i know that his his running game has been sensational, right? He's been super electric in that. And at times, his passing game has looked very good as well. Um, but again, at times, uh, his passing game has looked atrocious. Um, so that will be really interesting to see. And him taking a next step, a uh, step forward. And, and if, if he doesn't, if you're Chicago, it's like, do we pay you? Yeah, and I think that's why they got him another weapon. That's why they beefed up the O-line yeah. a little bit. Uh, they also lose David Montgomery to the Lions, which I think will hurt them a little bit more than maybe they initially think. Because right now, Khalil Herbert's kind of the kind of the man, and they got like a rotation thing. But Well, he was – I mean, there was reports out there that he might have been a surprise Tuesday of last week cut. Like, oh, wow, yeah. Really? So, like, I don't think you should pencil him in as like a – automatic you know upgrade in any area because he almost got cut reportedly what's their depth chart look like second on there so i don't know maybe maybe um that's that's interesting to hear though wow but but fields is gonna carry a lot of the rushing attack yeah so maybe you don't need it and also like we talked about earlier they were in on the jonathan taylor discussion Oh, are they really? So maybe they're kind of holding out for that a little bit. But do you really want to trade an arm and a leg and extend Jonathan Taylor? Like, I don't know. Yeah. For the spot you're in, I don't know. 
doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. So then I assume we both have in second place the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Vikings. Uh, 10 and 7. Uh, I think I had them at 9 and 8. Wow. Again, very close. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, sorry. 8 and 9. 8 and 9. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I, I definitely see a regression from them this year. There's no way they're going to win all those close games like they won last year. That is a really that is a really good point. They did win a lot of close games. Like like a ton. <laughs> and this defense is not good. They'd have no Dalvin Cook, no Adam Thielen. They only added Jordan Addison, which is fine. They just extended TJ Hawkinson for a massive really deal. Stupid-ass this is Kirk's uh, possibly last year with the Vikings. I also just want to keep paying for mediocrity because uh, mm. he's this is the last year of his contract. He'll be up for a new one. I'm, re- I'm really surprised. Mediocrity is, I don't know. I think Kirk is at times certainly mediocre, at times bad. I would say for a majority of the season, he plays above average football. I'd say last year that's definitely true. Right. Like 13-4, and four, you're not getting 13-4 and four with a mediocre uh, quarterback unless you're San Francisco. But the proof is in the pudding because you yeah, you, you, you go you exit, yeah, exit in the first round uh, against a team that no one gave any you know shot to make it so but i do agree with you in the, the fact that i think this team has regressed um i don't think it will be as big as people think mainly because there are still 1 p.m home games for kirk cousins oh those those were the automatic ones yeah. those are the automatic right. w's to, to give and anything in prime time like you're not winning so um i think this team will still win 10 games i think they'll put some some pressure on the Lions. I think, I think they'll have a split with the Bears and a sweep of the Packers. And uh, we'll talk about the Lions, yeah. but I think they are not going to fare well against them. No, I, neither do I. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think I had them splitting with the Bears as well. Like those are the kind of games where it's like, yeah, I could see I could see them losing those. You know, it's funny because because I feel like having an eight and nine, nine and eight season where maybe they squeak into the playoff conversation Mm -hmm. i almost feel like that's the worst thing for them right because you're in a spot then we're going into next year it's like well what do we do yeah because you do do we just hunker down and and give this another three seasons do we like say fuck it and just start over they have a new gm as of last year and a new coach as of last year it's early enough where they could have a fresh crack at it but like do you want to commit to this thing as it is right now? It would it would take a pretty, I feel like it would take a pretty awful season for them to really go. All right, we're starting over. I don't know. It would they're, be, they're in such a weird spot. It's so hard to predict. It would be crazy as hell. But could you imagine uh, a scenario where they go seven and ten or six wins even, and they're like, all right, well we we're done with Kurt. We can't keep doing this. So I feel like if you're anything below eight wins, you have to really think about that. But then right. they make moves right. like extending TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I don't think they would ever do this, but it, it's a crazy hypothetical. Um, they they want Caleb Williams, right? Like Minnesota at this point, like you're almost entering a rebuild. Go get the franchise quarterback, right? But uh, I 
don't know what their draft capital looks like. I would assume they would be able to figure out a way to do this without <laughs> sending him. Um, but what if they traded uh, Justin Jefferson to the team that has the first overall draft pick to go get that and go get Caleb Williams? I, j- I just feel like he's one of those players, like a, Mike, generational like a Micah Parsons, like yeah. he's one of those guys who's just, they have to be off the table. Because right. like those guys don't fall off trees, and he's still so young, and he's yeah. already just wide receiver he's, one. Yeah. Like he is probably the best wide receiver in the NFL, at least in my opinion. Uh, all right, so yeah, we both have Minnesota coming in second place. You see a little bit more of a regression than I do, but I agree that there will be a regression. I think they're frauds. Yeah, since last year, I thought they were frauds. Um. All right, then we obviously, you know, maybe a little bit biased here, but uh, we have Detroit um, coming in first place. Uh, I assume seventeen. Uh, no, no, seventeen. <laughs> no, 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 none of that. Yeah. Fuck off. What do you have them finishing at? I I feel like this is a a, a bit of a realistic record for right, them. Right, right, right. Eleven and six. Yeah, absolutely. I have. Uh, I also feel that way. I have them at sixteen and one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Settle down. No, I have them uh, pinpoint with you, 11 and 6. There were a couple of games on their schedule where I was like, uh, like, oh, yeah, they could definitely win that game. And then a couple where I was like, eh, they're probably not going to. Those, those ones I had to do like a couple like gimmies and like SOL losses. Like it, there, there's so much more going into predicting their schedule than just like on paper whose roster is better. There's just so much since we're just big fans, we kind of know. There's a lot more layers to it than that. So uh, a little bit more generous on the losses, I think, than maybe a lot of people. I think a lot of people might have them win 13 games, which I don't yeah, see no, at all. No. I think it's just out out of out of question a little bit. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm glad you bring that up because there's definitely games that you look on here. Like, I think three really interesting games this year are going to be the Chargers, the Saints, and the Broncos. Like the Saints – that, that's a like game where on game, paper it's like they should win that. They should win I that think they're going to lose that game. Yeah. Because the, historically they stink against New Orleans. But if we're going to be the team that everybody thinks we are, then we're not losing that game. But there yeah. are there are going to be games, just them being the Lions, yeah, I mean, there are going to be like games that, where it's like they should win this and they won't. That I feel like happens that's, a lot. That's just about every team, right? Every team has a, maybe a couple, couple games in the season where they drop. Uh, a boogaboo. Right? Yeah, may, may, maybe like one or two. Like, but yeah. you see, like Kansas City, where it's like, like Kansas City. Is they, like, they, they got a match against the Colts. Guess who's winning? It's the Chiefs. Like, it's you know, it's not. They're not going to go in there and like drop a random. You know, L. so funny. Didn't they lose to the Chiefs last year or the Colts last year? <laughs> I don't. I no, no, did. no. I'm pretty sure the Chiefs lost to the Colts last year. I'll have to do some research on that. I don't know, but well, we can keep going while while I look that up. This year, that would that would never happen. The Chiefs just go in there but and smash you them. Say it, you say it would never happen. We were looking at it last year, like that would never happen. Like that's like the easiest thing in the world, right? So, I like I agree with you. Like those, there are going to be games like that every single year. But my point is, like the Lions, they always do that. Right, they always drop games to teams that they shouldn't be dropping games to, except for the second half of last year. We started to see them win those games and win those games where it wasn't a fourth quarter comeback drive and they barely get out of there with a win. We saw them pumbling teams, yeah, absolutely pissing on them. So, that is like, can they get back to that point where they're not dropping 
nearly as many games like that. And they're starting to pummel teams that, one, they should beat, and two, uh, they're starting to win games where it's a lot more evenly matched. Like, Denver's going to be a tough game because we're going into Denver. And I know last year they sucked. Denver sucked. They're going to be better. But they're going to be better this year, and that's going to be a well-coached team. So it's going to be interesting to see, can Detroit go into Denver and win a game like that, right? Are you serious? I think that's why the week one game is so interesting, and we'll, we're going to talk all about that in our yeah. uh, segment today. But uh, it's that's a huge culture-changing game. And I know that since Campbell's been here, the culture's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone's definitely bought in to, to everything uh, after last year. I think it was definitely a tough sell his first year in the first half of last year. But when they started winning games, uh, you saw the confidence that this team had and they, you know, they would, they're going to fight for Dan Campbell, uh, which is so different from a lot of the coaches that they've had um, in the last couple regimes here. I feel like um, a perfect representation of that is Amon Ra. You know, like when he, you see podcast clips of Amon, like he is deadly serious, like talking shit about like the bears <laughs> and like, that's like, you're starting to see, you're really starting to see the confidence grow with this team in knowing that they could go out there and just shit on a crappy team, which well, like, I feel like we have not had that in a minute, but, but this week one game with, with the chiefs, like if you go out and you win this game, uh, which, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to rule out. As a, as a possibility. I, I don't know how this game's going to shake out, but I'm not going to rule out the Lions getting getting a surprise win here because they're in this spot for a reason, and, and I, I feel like they do have a legitimate chance. I don't I don't know if it'll shake out that way, but if, if you go out there and get that win, uh, it's going to be like you're going to be expecting them to go in and win most of their games at this point right. and the division and some postseason noise. But just as a realist here, uh, I'm thinking they have a nice record because the rest of the division is so weak. They will get the division. Yeah. Uh, and maybe like ceiling, like playoff win. Yeah. And I don't think that's being a negative Nancy or anything. I just, it's a lot to I, expect to, to go. The postseason is a completely different dance. They haven't done it yet. So they haven't done anything yet, really. They, they had a nice streak last year, but that's that's it. Right, right, right. So that's kind of where I see them. Any Anything can happen, 100%. I think that if they do lock up the division and they have a good year, I think they uh, I think they have a very good chance of winning a playoff game just because the NFC is not very strong. La- last point I just want to make, and we, we can move on, but uh, – this roster compared to last year too, uh, it's, it's even better than last year because yeah. the secondary is, is much improved. I think the running game is going to be one somehow, of the best yeah, in, in the league. Better than last year. And yeah, Jameer Gibbs is going to be really interesting when JMO gets back and if he can, if he can produce. Like this is going to be this is going to be a really good team. Yeah. So uh, talent wise, I think this is the best team they've had in a long time. Agreed. So the expectations are there, and I have them winning the NFC North, which I kind of thought coming into this exercise I wouldn't, but I do. I'm a believer. I as well, Alex. Um, all right, let's go ahead. We're going to switch gears now. Recapping the uh, AFC and NFC North divisions, uh, I have Cleveland for the North. I have Cleveland at 9-8, and eight, the Steelers at 9-8, and eight, the Ravens at 10-7, and, and the Bengals at 12-7. 
twelve and five. I have the Ravens six and eleven, Browns seven and ten, Bengals nine and eight, Steelers squeaking it out at ten and seven. Uh, I have for the NFC North, the Green Bay Packers going five and twelve, the Chicago Bears going eight and nine, the Vikings going ten and seven, and the Lions going eleven and six. A lot of similarities in mine: Packers four and thirteen, Bears seven and ten, Vikings eight and nine, Lions eleven and six. So for the playoffs. Uh, Al and I have uh, taken the records that we've predicted. We've sorted them seeds one through seven uh, in the NFC. I have Carolina sneaking into the playoffs at nine and eight. The Vikings uh, in the sixth seed at 10 and seven. The Seattle Seahawks rounding out the wild card uh, spots uh, at 10 and seven. Then Atlanta, uh, the division winner for the South at 10 and seven. Detroit getting the three seed at 11 and six. Uh, Philadelphia at 13 and four. And finally, king of the NFC, the 49ers at 14 and three. Yeah, ours are, uh, I want to say exactly uh, aligned as far as teams go. Um, I do have, <clears throat> excuse me, I do have the Carolina Panthers as the seven seed uh, wildcard team. Mm-hmm. Seattle as the six seed wildcard team. Uh, Giants, number five wildcard team. Detroit is the four seed, winner of the NFC North. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, the third seed, uh, winner of the NFC South. The San Francisco 49ers, uh, the second seed, winner of the NFC West. And the number one seed, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, with the best record in the NFC. Yeah, very similar. Uh, just swapping Cu- out couple variations. Minnesota for uh, the New York Giants and then Atlanta. Yeah, seating differentials for uh, the division winners. What do you have for the AFC? Uh, AFC, uh, we have we have the Denver Broncos sneaking in uh, at, right. at the seven seed, uh, followed by the Miami Dolphins at the six seed, the Buffalo Bills as the fifth seed. So they're the last wild card team in here. Uh, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers four seed win the division mm-hmm. AFC North. Uh, Jaguars winning the AFC South third seed and the New York Jets is the second seed winning the AFC East Kansas City Chiefs number one seed by week in the AFC. I have uh, Baltimore sneaking into the playoffs at 10 and seven. Then uh, the two other uh, AFC North teams, uh, Miami in the sixth seed at 11 and six. Buffalo in the fifth seat at 13 and four. Uh, Cincy at 12 and five is the last division team. Jacksonville is uh, the third division team at 12 and five. KC barely misses out on the bye week. They go 12 and uh, 12 and five. And then I have the New York Jets finishing 13 and four. They get the bye week. Um, so my wild card matchups would be uh, Baltimore taking going into Kansas City. I have Kansas City winning that. I mean, come on, get real. Um, the Miami Dolphins travel to Jacksonville. I actually have an upset in saying that Miami wins that. And then Buffalo, I mean, how lucky would this be? We get Buffalo versus Cincinnati week or in the wild card weekend. Uh, I also have Buffalo coming out on top there. Okay. I think it might be a little bit different this year. Uh, 
the NFC wild, wild why don't you go AFC wild card before we move on? Uh, my AFC wild card uh, would be the Bills versus the Steelers in round one. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to have a nice year, but kind of like yeah. you, I think Buffalo's going to get a, they're going to push a little bit further. This year. They need some redemption yeah. this year. They really do. Uh, so I have them beating Pittsburgh, uh, Jacksonville, Miami, um, kind of like Pittsburgh. I think Miami's going to have a nice year, uh, but Jacksonville to me, looks like they're going to take that next step. So I have them uh, going to the next round. And this is a really interesting matchup. The oh, it's really spicy, actually. The Broncos versus the Jets, uh, especially Ooh. after all the, oh, yeah. the smack talk. Uh, I know they're going to play earlier in the year, but um, we've talked about it a lot. I, I believe in the Jets this year. So yeah. they're going to go get business done in, in the wild card and they're going to advance. All right. Uh, NFC matchups. I have uh, Carolina going into Philadelphia. Bryce Young, you got a little bit more to go. Uh, so Philadelphia comes out there. Uh, the divisional matchup of Detroit uh, hosting the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, for the first time in over 30-plus years or whatever it's been, uh, the Lions get a playoff victory, a home playoff victory too, uh, and beat the Vikings. And then uh, Seattle goes into Atlanta. I think Seattle comes out on top. And uh, they move on to the next uh, next round. Uh, it, ours are pretty much in lockstep here, except for a small variation. Uh, I have the yeah. the Panthers playing the Niners in the first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, same deal. Yeah, uh, Carolina's going to make a nice little run this year, but San Fran's you San know Fran. they're San Fran. Uh, same matchup here: Atlanta, Seattle. Um, I do have Seattle advancing. Uh, which will make a spicy divisional round matchup. Yeah, absolutely. And Detroit versus New York Giants uh, in Detroit in a similar fashion. I'm going to have them getting their first playoff win at home in a long time. All right. Let's keep it in the NFC then. Uh, the next matchups we would have uh, divisional round. Divisional round. And uh, I have. Seattle going into San Francisco. We saw it last year. I don't think anything changes. Uh, I really like San Francisco this year. So uh, San Francisco moves on. Major upset alert. I have Detroit going into Philadelphia and dethroning Philadelphia. All right. Well, now we're in nonsense land. We're going to buy the kneecap off. All right. I think we piss on the Vikings going to Philadelphia when a close one. Uh, well, we have the same matchups. Uh I do have the Niners advancing also. I will say you kind of were like same as last year. I do think this will be a better game than last year because last year the the Niners just fucking rolled them. So I think it will be a little bit more competitive, but the Niners will advance. Uh, And Detroit versus Philly in Philly. Yeah, sorry, sorry. No shot. (laughs) No shot. Uh, Especially on the road. Yeah. Um, That's a really – Really tall order, and uh, I, I think the Lions are going to do a lot of good this year, but no way <laughs> they're going to win that game. No There's no <laughs> shot. So e- Eagles, uh, Eagles, Niners, NFC Championship game, just like last year, and in Philly again. Yeah. So it's yeah. the same same exact championship games last year. Uh, in the AFC, I have uh, Miami going into another divisional matchup with the New York Jets. Uh, Jets win that one. I don't think uh, Miami's got that 
that juice to go along with. There's it. just more urgency with the Jets, so yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have the rematch of Buffalo in Kansas City in the divisional round, and I think this is the year they do it. I think this is the year they get over the hump. Buffalo takes down Kansas City in Kansas City for a Buffalo versus New York Jets conference championship. Um, I'll just I'll just say we have the exact conference championship here. My only deviation is that it's the Jets versus the Jaguars in the divisional round. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think the Jets get yeah. it done. Yeah. Uh, I think they really they're trying to punch their ticket this year, so I they're going to make this the year they do it. championship round. Com- conference matchups. You we both have. New York versus Buffalo in the AFC. Yep. And then uh, you have San Francisco versus Philadelphia in a rematch of last year. And I have the Detroit Lions going into San Francisco. Oh, my God. They don't do it. Uh, They can't go back-to-back weeks of going into these uh, just deafening stadiums to play in and beat both the two best teams in the NFC. Uh, The Lions fall into the 49ers. It's weird. Because I feel like they would have a better shot against the Niners than the Eagles. To me, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm a little yeah. higher on the Eagles this year than, yeah. than the Niners. Yeah. I think. That's, I think. I would say that's the big difference between our two NFC outlooks. I think this defense could could rip apart Brock Purdy. <laughs> I really do. I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit we better. We do. So. I swear, we do play the Niners tough every time we play them. Like they don't. They don't walk all over us. Uh, your NFC matchup? Uh, yeah, Philly, Philly, San Francisco. Same you as think Philly goes back. Oh yeah, well obviously you do. You're higher up on them than uh, I am. All right, so you have Philadelphia. I, well, actually, I I don't. Uh, I know I'm overall higher on them, but I do think San Francisco will get the revenge game wow. here. Are you serious? Yeah, I do. I, I think I think it's uh. This is a low-key, spicy rivalry <laughs> game it after last year. Like that. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk between the two teams, and I, they they also play each other during the year, I believe. But um, yeah. both divisional winners. I I think it's going to be a little bit of a redemption from last year. I think if Purdy was healthy last year in that game, things could have gone different. Whole different game. So I think this is a uh, version two of that, and uh, San Fran will win out. I think this time. Overall, I'm hotter on the Eagles, but. And it's going to be in Philly, so I don't know. But on on this initial prediction, I'm I'm picking Niners to to advance. And then we have uh, we have the exact same matchup, right? Buffalo going into New York for the AFC Conference Championship. Yes, yeah. And I uh, I would like to guess that you have the Jets coming out on top. I don't. Wow, we are lockstep <laughs> right now. Yeah, we both have Buffalo going into New York and spoiling. The Jets season. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? You know what it is. Uh, well, first off, with the Jets, I, I just, I think they're going to get really close. I think they're going to have a really good year. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to the Super Bowl or get to the Super Bowl. I just think they're going to fall a little short, and maybe next year they, they might have a shot to get there again. But I just don't see it. Uh, it's so funny to me that we, we talk about, you know teams falling short in the playoffs after making having these great years, Kansas City, New York. But the one team that has continuously fallen short is Buffalo. Is Buffalo. But we both have them going to the Super Bowl. Well, that's that's kind of why 
Right? Because... It's about time. They're due for it. This bracket, this this how this all shakes out, they're not even the division winner. Yeah. They're a wild card team. Uh, all offseason, I've been saying a lot of, of like, not Bill's hate, but, like, questioning. Yeah, questioning the team. And Absolutely. not not feeling like they're, like, this dominant powerhouse that, that we've been talking about the last couple of years. They're slipping out of that. I think this is going to work in their favor. Yeah. I, I think when all the lights aren't on them like they have been. Yeah. And there's a lot of other teams people are focused on. Maybe maybe they can sneaky make a run. I think that Kansas City game is going to be a really tough one yeah. early on. Yeah, and I think once they get over that, it's almost kind of like the weight's been lifted off their shoulders. Yeah, 100%. And then they go in New York and take care of business. And uh, I think it's just they have to go do this now. So mm-hmm. this this is their year, I feel like, to make it. Uh, so Super Bowl matchup would be for both of us. Yeah, how about that? San Francisco 49ers versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, this is a really tough one to pick a winner. I don't know who who you feel like. I don't like. think it was as tough for me. I think uh, I think it's almost poetic that San Francisco goes on to win the game. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, and man. Buffalo gets so damn close, and then they finally just slip up and can't get it done. God. Josh Allen going against that defense makes mistakes in the Super Bowl, and then that's the new storyline coming out of Buffalo. Um, that's a very compelling argument is is making me consider switching here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Buffalo the fairy tale ending. All right. I'm gonna have them winning this thing. I uh, hope so. I mean as as Detroit Lions fans, I almost I feel for Buffalo a little bit just because you know, like you they, I would almost say it's like almost worse because we've just been dealing with shit teams after shit teams, whereas they've had a good team after not having a good team for so long, and they just keep getting so close, but they just cannot finish it, uh, and I don't think they do it this year either. So, All right, so there you have it. Al has Buffalo finally making it after all those 90s losses, the four falls of Buffalo. Uh, they finally conquered the mountain and uh, win the Super Bowl. I have San Francisco returning to the promised land and Brock Purdy becomes, I think what I would assume the most uh, or the first Mr. Irrelevant to ever probably start a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. It's a total inverse uh, in my scenario of, of those, of those previous teams you mentioned where the bills can never get it done. The Super Bowl and the Niners always got it done. Yeah, It's a complete flip flop for me yeah. at this, with this one. So bills finally get it done and the Niners lose another Super Bowl. This will be their third straight Super Bowl loss, which going into the Ravens uh, Super Bowl, they never lost a Super Bowl. Wow. So, pretty wild. All right. Now, we turn gears to week one in Follow the Money. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's Follow the Money. Just a reminder on how this works. Uh, we have three uh, point totals. We have three spreads. We have three money lines on the board. The money lines are all dogs. Um, the spreads can go either way. You can take the favorite. You can take the um, underdog to cover. Uh, and same thing with this uh, totals. You can take the over. You take the under. Al and I will take turns picking one at a time. Uh, we'll have three. And then... Uh, yeah, that's how Follow the Money works. I am very excited to get back into it. Me too. Me too. All right. Week one board. Week one board. Um, for the totals, we have San Francisco traveling to Pittsburgh. That total is set at 41. Philadelphia 
at New England. That total is set at 45. That game is just sneaky. That feels like a trap game all over it. Uh, and then finally we have, I had to throw this game in there somehow. Uh, Detroit at Kansas City. That total is set at the week high of 54 points. Okay. Okay. Uh, for the spreads, uh, Minnesota is at home. They are six-point favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> which, which, by the way, uh, in in one of our previous uh, preseason shows, uh, I was looking for a lock of the week preseason bet. Uh, I threw that game out there. <laughs> uh, Dra- DraftKings listed that game instead of their actual preseason matchup that week so that was an error oh. on my part uh i fucked that up so oh, sorry that's good oh man all right well no worries no worries. we're still rounding it that was our preseason yep um jacksonville is on the road in indianapolis jacksonville is uh five point favorites uh against the colts and then uh seattle uh is at home as five and a half point favorites versus the la rams and then finally, for the money lines, we have Tennessee plus 140 on the road in New Orleans. Uh, Miami is plus 140 on the road against the Chargers. And then the New York Giants are plus 142 at home against Dallas on Sunday Night Football. Okay. Uh, so, Al, uh, the board is yours. Because I was the winner last year. Yes. Is that how we're doing this? Okay. Uh, honestly, I cannot remember the records. Didn't you have a big comeback? Yeah, I, I yeah. think I routed it out right at the end. So, yeah. uh, well, I feel like be, just because of, of our excitement for this game, I just have to snatch it up first. Mm-hmm. Give me the over on the Lions-Chiefs game. Uh, let's fly. Let's, All right. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, offense is going to be working. I think defense is going to be trying to keep up for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I see lots of points in this one, so okay. give me the over. Okay. Give me money. Money me. Money now. Why don't I go ahead and make it spicy right out the gate? I'm actually going to take the under in that game. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think offenses typically take, well, actually, I don't know. I think it's week one. It's early. It's going to be shaking I, the I rust like off a little offenses, bit. Yeah. Offenses take time to shake the rust off. But last year, the Lions offense was like firing on all cylinders right out the gate, and our defense needed to shake the rust off. So, and by the way, it was the same with the Chiefs. The Chiefs were also cooking early. So, all right, fuck that pick. I'm not doing that. Give me the under in San Francisco and Pittsburgh at 41. Hello, I like money. Uh, Kenny Pickett going against that San Francisco defense. That's pretty tough. Uh, Brock Purdy, who might not be 100% going against Pittsburgh's defense. Uh, I think that's going to be a really run-heavy game. So I think the clock's going to burn. Uh, I don't see too many points. Field goals. Uh, give me the under 41. I like that. All right, Al, your second pick? Uh, I'll take the Giants' money line uh, against Dallas. I do like that. Uh, I'm much more a believer this year in the Giants than the Cowboys, and the Cowboys are a bunch of Bunch of incoming frauds. So even though they have Trey Lance now, all right, because I'll make a world of difference. I like that. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota minus six. Uh, it's a 1 p.m. game at home in Minnesota. Uh, Kirk Cousins has, uh, you know, it's prime time. It's, it's prime, prime time, Kirk. time, Kirk. I mean, what else is there to say? Uh, I have 
zero faith in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. I think they're actually going to be the worst team in the NFL. Uh, so give me Minnesota minus six to cover that spread. Yeah, don't don't hate that at all. It's a really good pick. Uh, my last one, I'm going to go with a little bit of a spicy one here. Uh, give me the Colts. Give me money. Money me. Money now. Give me the Colts playing the Jags. Uh, that was a... I don't know why I actually love that. Be, I just feel like this is always a squirrely matchup, and I, I could just see a surprise week one Anthony Richardson come out game. Jacksonville losing a game on paper. They should definitely win. I feel like Jacksonville's a team that they'll they'll round into form a little bit, but it might be a rocky first couple games for them. So give me the Colts. Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like that game too. I like Indianapolis home home dogs. Uh, I almost feel like they're gonna want to go out and, and prove a little something. Uh, Richardson does scare me quite a bit. I'll be completely honest with that. And I don't think Jacksonville's defense. Uh, is is anywhere near that bad but for some reason i really do like that that pick uh all right my final pick rounding out week one um this is tough i don't have faith in tennessee right now i don't he got more faith than i do i do uh but i also I like New Orleans this year. I think they're going to surprise some people, and I think Derek Carr is going to be due for a, a great year. So I'm going to go the other route. I do not have faith in the Chargers this year. Uh, I think Miami is going to come out firing on all cylinders. Uh, give me Miami money line. Okay. I like that. I think they can easily go into a uh, rather quiet uh, L.A. Chargers home stadium and upset them uh and i think brandon staley is uh a joke follow the money week one all the money week one i am so ready <laughs> al has on the board for week one the over in detroit and kansas city at 54 the new york giants uh defending their home turf against the dallas cowboys on sunday night football at plus 142 their dogs at home too yep. that's so disrespectful yep man uh, and then the other home dogs uh, for the week, the Indianapolis Colts, plus five uh, to cover the spread against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I have the under in San Francisco uh, and Pittsburgh, the Minnesota Vikings covering a six-point spread uh, at home against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Miami Dolphins going into the Los Angeles Chargers home stadium, winning outright at plus 140. All right. It is time to talk Lions. Let's go! Lions! Okay, Al, Lions. Uh, week one matchups coming up, but before we do that, let's go ahead. Let's recap uh, preseason just a little bit. Uh, overall, I thought the team looked good. Two and one. They go into Carolina, they handle business there. Bryce Young had some good plays against us, but overall, I think uh, the, the backup starters for defense looked uh, pretty damn good. I'd agree. I'd right. agree. Uh, Gilmore, um, I'm blanking on his first name for some reason, but a backup cornerback, uh, Gilmore, I think solidified his spot on the roster that game. I think it's Stephen Gilmore. I think you're right. Uh, had a tremendous uh, game, including, a, I believe, a pick six, if not uh, an interception near the red zone uh, for the Lions. 
So that was fantastic. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves uh, is officially the backup quarterback. I don't think there was any surprise there. Uh, I think the surprise with the quarterback, though, uh, is I, and I could be wrong. I'm, David Blau is now on the practice squad. Is that right? Oh, you get cut from Arizona? I think so. I believe David Blau is now back and on the practice squad for us. Well, they cut they cut Colt McCoy too. So I, I wonder. Who the uh, hell are they starting? They traded for Josh Dobbs from Cleveland. Oh, and wow. they've got some rookie as, as the backup. So they completely okay. wiped that QB room. So <laughs> Did they do that recently? Yeah. Yeah, in the last, like, week and a half. What the fuck? Dude, they're, they're tanking. They're tanking. Yeah, they for sure are. They for sure are. Um, all right. Uh, Thursday night, let's get into the uh, Lions list of demands for the week. I demand satisfaction! Uh, mine are uh, themed around, I want to see the young guys get going early. I feel like uh, we were almost the butt of the joke uh, at the draft after night one, uh, considering the picks. I think uh, we have a good chance to go out there and kind of prove people wrong and show that Brad Holmes was uh, a genius in drafting the guys that he wanted to go get. So uh, get the young guys going early. I want to see Gibbs. for the game, 100 total yards and a touchdown. Wow. Uh, that's between rushing and receiving, of course, because I know he's going to be a factor in the receiving game. Uh, Jack Campbell would love to see one sack. Right? That's doable. I think that's a great start for him. Obviously, it would love to see you know at least 10 tackles, but we're just going to keep it one sack. Uh, Laporta, I don't expect too much. But if you're going to get me sold on taking a tight end in the second round after experiencing Hawkinson, I at least would like to see five catches for 50 yards. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, And then finally, Brian Branch, uh, two pass breakups. Okay. That's all I want to see. Okay. Don't let him beat you deep. Uh, Keep him in front of him. And uh, I think that would be a great start for the four guys that we took in the first two rounds for the year. Uh, so that's it. That's it for the list of demands. I don't expect us to go out there and dominate the Chiefs. I hope we don't go out there and get fucking steamrolled. Yeah, I, that's a good. That's a good uh, segue into my one item. Okay. Uh, keep this a ten point game. Ooh. Whether it's a ten point win, ten point loss, this thing. I think it's going to be a track track meet. I think there's going to mm-hmm. be a ton of scoring. You just got to keep up with them. Uh, the thing with the Chiefs is if they get the ball back with five minutes in the fourth quarter and they're close, they're going to win. Yeah, they, they do that all the time. Uh, so you just got to make sure you can stay a little bit ahead of them all game and don't let the don't let up on the gas because they will yeah. come back. Yep. Uh, but hey, if you lose by ten points, that's a respectable loss, and they're the Super Bowl champs. They're you know they're at home. It's going to be rocking an Arrowhead. You're in a huge spot. It, that's that's the kind of loss where I can I can I can live with that and be like, all right, you you did pretty good. But yeah, if you get blown out or bodied by the Chiefs, uh, that's not a good look to start the year off on. So just keep no. it keep it around ten points and and see how it goes. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess like we can we can talk about how we want like the perfect scenario for this game to go. Obviously. You know, like with the 10 points thing, we want to keep it within 10 points. If they end up beating them by 17 at some point, we're happy with that. Yeah, right? of course. Of course. <laughs> right. 
Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a great point. It's going to be a track meet. Honestly, I really hope um, that they don't get blown out, but I don't think them getting blown out would be the worst thing in the world to me, at least. I, I The only benefit from that for me would be that everyone can cool Top off, off a little Johnson. bit yeah. and let just let them go to work and, and kind of make some noise in during the year, but almost yeah. go back under the radar. Yeah. Well, that that's kind of a good talking point as to just a broader point about this game. I know it's a huge matchup. I know it's like one of the biggest matchups of week one. And for lions fans, it's the most relevant game we've had in a long time. Yeah. But like the season's not going to ride in this game. Nope. It, it's, it would be phenomenal to go out and get a, get a win. And I think that would make everybody very excited about this year and it would crank up expectations even further, which is, um, a double-edged sword a little bit because uh, if you go and drop one to the bears uh, it's like what happened you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. so i just this 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 game is great but it's not it's not going to determine the entire year either way you look at it yeah um so i just don't want to put too much stock in it i am very very excited it's it's the most excited i've been for an opener for them in a long time and uh, I will be I will be having a very fun evening celebrating with many beers and uh, watching the game very happily. Well, and, uh, until they start getting either, blown out. Either crushing but... beers depressingly <laughs> yeah. or crushing yeah. beers excitingly. Well, beer will be involved either way. Beer's all that matters to me. Okay. Uh, well, we got to give out a score prediction now. Oh, um, good God. Okay. So uh, I can go ahead and start us out. I'm seeing a lot of points. Um, I'm going to guess, uh, 45, 38 lions. Okay. I gotta, I gotta see it. Okay. Uh, possibly one of the biggest BNL games of the year. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 38, 35 lions squeak it out. All right. Okay. Over will hit, and they'll barely get a W. Fantastic. All right, let's go ahead. Let's close the show out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for listening to episode 81 of the Great Iron Zeros podcast. I'm so excited! Go ahead, follow us on TikTok, follow us on Twitter. Uh, go check out our YouTube channel, um, Great Iron Zeros, for every uh, all the handles. Uh, we'll be back next week to recap the Lions, uh, recap week one in general. Uh, we're so, so excited for this year. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and finally, uh, I know this is the moment everybody's been waiting for, but it is the official return of Lock of the Week. But it's a We had a sensational year last year uh, with Lock of the Week. So, Al... Uh, as the winner from Follow the Money last year, not only did you get to pick first, but you also get to start us out on the right foot uh, with Lock of the Week. Yeah, as honored as I am, it's almost, uh, I feel like it's, it's almost a lazy cop-out for you not to pick one, but that's I'll fine. I'll gladly fine. pick one I know. if you want. I, I actually had plenty of heads up this time, so I think I came up with a pretty spicy one. Uh, I feel like I've been very positive on the Pittsburgh Steelers in this show. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the team I wanted to go with here. Uh, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a prop on DraftKings right now for the Steelers to score first and lose the game. Uh, It's a plus 340 prop. 
uh, which I, I do think that the offense is going to show up for them. Uh, but I think the Niners will get business done. So that is my that is my lock of the week this week. But it's a lock. That was plus three forty. Plus three forty. I assume score first means touchdown, or can that be field goal too? I believe that's touchdown. Let me triple confirm. No, it's his first to score, so could be a field goal too. All right. All right. There you go. Score first and lose for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can find that on DraftKings at plus 340. Uh, lock of the week. And, uh, yeah, anything else? Any any other parting words of wisdom for uh, week one? We're back, man. We're, We're back, back, baby. Week, week one. It, it felt like it's been 10 years since the last football game. This, this is, yeah, I, th- I think actually being excited about the Lions has made this a very long, long offseason. Yeah, so. 100%. Uh, let's get that week one win. Let's go beat KC. Yeah, it would be great to have a victory Friday. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll catch you on the next one. As always, make good choices, good decisions. I got one drop before we leave. One final drop. Gentlemen, start your...